Welcome to Talking Shift. This is where we take the woo-woo out of your awakening process. We're gonna get real on what the ascension is. I'm Diamond No, I'm your host. I'm a generational psychic, I'm a starseed, I'm a master manifester, I'm an ascension advisor. I've been teaching the science behind your awakening process for over 20 years now. We teach it across this globe. We're gonna talk about healing, we're gonna talk about sex, we're gonna talk about money, we're gonna talk about relationships, we're gonna talk about the relationship with your body, your soul, your emotions, your inner child, and we're gonna do everything in our power to help you shift into your highest timeline. Welcome back to Talking Shift. I'm Dime and I'm back with Karen, our intimacy expert. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I am so excited about today's topic. So we've been paying attention to the comments and the questions and we are here to be of service. So we're diving into today. Um, there was two main questions, but somehow they interconnect. So we're going to start the topic on, is it possible to recover a relationship with no intimacy? First yeah. question. So the first thing we want to dive into is why exactly? So like what happened in the relationship that the intimacy has diminished mm -hmm. or is non-existent? Mm -hmm. We right? have to understand the why before we understand how to fix it. Cause otherwise you're just going to repeat the same cycle. Yeah. I mean, lots of relationships, you know, when you're busy parents or busy with work, you know, the, the sex kind of you know, is the last priority. Um, but I mean, that's not something mm -hmm. you can't recover back from. No, absolutely. I just share like a really vulnerable thing. Hilarious to me that we're having this conversation. So my whole life, if someone would have said to me, life gets busy and sex isn't a priority 10 years ago, I would have been like, what the actual is wrong with you? Like, are you kidding me? No, it's a priority. And then along comes my now, for lack of better words, true love, deepest love that I have. And we joke all the time because we it goes in ebb and flow. Like it totally goes in ebb and flow. Life yeah. gets busy and it's not a priority. It's quality over quantity. Yes. Right? And yeah. that's sort of our approach now is quality over quantity. So whereas before, I think that Oh, I'm going to go way off on a total side note here. Like before, why, why do we have intimacy? If it's going to fall apart at some point, what was the approach or the reason behind intimacy that led you to it falling apart? And what I hear more often than not is women, more specifically than men, being like, oh, I don't want to blue ball him. I, if he doesn't have sex, he's going to be grumpy. More so, if I'm not fucking him, he's going to go fuck someone else. And so we go into the deed and we go into the act. Wow. It's so common. Wow. It's so common. Yeah. What it about so yourself? Common. What about yourself? Right? What about self? How do we navigate into, can we have quality, not quantity? Like I, I'm a firm believer in that now, but I don't think I would have heard that. And so I really want to open the gateway into it will fall apart if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. It will absolutely fall apart. There's so many women I know that just fake it just to get it out of the way so that they don't have that guilt. Cause you know, there's that moment. Okay. You have been in a really long relationship with a really yeah. beautiful connection. Okay. 
we, the rest of us weren't so lucky. So there's lots of women, including myself in the past. It's like you go to bed and you're like, oh man, do I have to do it? Like, we haven't done it in a while. Like, I feel guilty about not doing it in a while. If I don't do it, is he going to find it somewhere else? Is he going to think less of me? Is he going to be mad at me? Is he going to be blue balled, aka grumpy? I'm only speaking from a woman's perspective. So we do it. We initiate a quickie to get it over with and just be like, oh, yes. Mm. Thanks, babe. So we go back to bed. Yeah. Because we're tired. Yeah. What about the conversation about why you're not having sex? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right? Mm hmm. Well, and why isn't the desire there? So let's start with the why. The why it falls apart is because there's something going on within you. It's a you thing always. There's yeah. something going on within you that maybe A, doesn't know how to ask for your needs to be met. B, you're taking the approach out of fear. C, yeah. do you know that intimacy has many faces? And for a woman to desire you between her legs you have to awaken the other levels of intimacy for a really beautiful connection. Yeah. Yeah. And those, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I always go back to what's your love language. So this is a really good tip for our followers. This is what has taken my relationships from shit-tacular to superb. Understand one, your love language to your partner's love language. Go to lovelanguage.com. There's a test. You could take it. Yeah. Then you're going to focus on demonstrating you love in your love language and your partner loves in their love language. So yeah. my partner is quality time. My love language is acts of service. So when my partner does an act of service, like making my coffee or taking the dogs out for me or something like that, I will be like, that's my love language. I feel loved. Thank you. Yeah. And his is quality time. So I make sure that we have quality time. Yeah. So I'm speaking his love language. That's going to bring you together in being aware of receiving love. We're really good at giving it. Every human's really good at giving it, but are we actually receiving it? Or are yeah. we blocking our own receiving and going into scenarios that it's like, oh, just get it over with kind of thing. And then yeah. eventually it's going to fall apart. Yes. And it will. If you view intimacy as acts of service, um, mm -hmm. it's definitely not going to last. It's not going to last at all. So you have to kind of do some diving into where did it start to get sporadic? Yeah. And why didn't I ask for my needs to be met? Why didn't it remain a priority for connection for me? Yeah. Why? Right. And, yeah. you know, a lot of things can move without like hormones. I'm fully in the menopausal process that can impact it. Stress can impact it. Busyness can impact it. Yeah. But my personal lens right now is if you are not displaying intimacy across the board, if you are not aware of your love language and how you're receiving, sex is going to stop. That's right. Totally going to fall apart. Yeah. So understand your love language, understand your partner's love language, begin to speak that. And there's many forms of intimacy. I feel the most loved. And I think that you and I are a little bit similar with this. Yeah. I feel the most loved and safe and secure in my relationship when I get to have deep conversation with my partner. Yes. Yes. And you know, that's one of my love languages with anybody is mm -hmm. to be, to have those conversations, those deep conversations, you know, it's raw and it's truthful. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. 
the other person is listening and you know it's it's deep it's not something i do with everybody mm-hmm. but when you have that connection with somebody i think the conversation piece for me is huge mm-hmm. that's my game changer yeah that's when i feel the most loved safe secure seen heard valued yes I mean, sometimes I think my husband and I talk too much, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I mean, we're able to move past that obviously, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think, you know, you have to be able to identify within yourself. What are your needs? Mm -hmm. What are your needs? And be able to speak them, Mm -hmm. you know, ask, ask for your needs to be met. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand your needs, so start with love language. Like you and I both have the same. We connect through deep conversation, yeah. conversation where your soul is being stirred, not conversation about life, kids, bills, whatever, no, where your correct. soul is being stirred, talking about future projects on the home, talking about visionary, talking about what do we desire to create together? What do we want to build together? What's blocking us from building that like that? Oh, I love it. Yes. Right. Yes. I want to sit on your dick so bad after a conversation like that. Like, give it to me. Right. Exactly. So connected. Yeah. Right. You you have the vision of your future and you know your dreams, your hopes. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to figure out what's been blocking you from fully connecting with your partner, right? And getting back into. And I know a lot of relationships fall into the friend zone more than lovers. You know, that's also a very common thing. So making sure that you are giving yourself a date night away from the kids. So important. You and I yeah. both have raised children yeah, and our children are grown now. And it's like, my daughter said something really interesting to me the other day. This is just a side note. Like we were sitting in the kitchen, my daughter's 25 and she was like, she's, you know, embarking in the dating world again and whatever, and sorting out like what's going to what's going to fuel her needs. She's discovering her process. And she said to me, you know, what always stood out to me about you, mom? And I was like, what's that, babe? She's like, you, no matter what, demonstrated that you and your partner are a team, that you and your partner are a priority, knowing that one day I'm going to up and leave you. But you gave me your one-on-one time, you gave them your one-on-one time, and then you created family togetherness. And she's like, in the example that you set for me, I want a relationship like yours. She's like, I hear you guys in the hot tub laughing. I hear the inside jokes that you guys have. You guys make yourself a priority first and foremost, so you can be a stronger foundation for what we are launching into. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. That is like the highest compliment your, your children can give you. It was like, it brought a tear to my eye, but I was like, well, that's looking so Okay. But it's like, that's the truth. Are you making your partner and your connection a priority? Yeah. Because it's you and them for the long run. Your kids are going to grow. They're going to leave you. They're going to go do their own thing. Are you making your foundation unshakable? Yeah. Right. And intimacy is the aftermath of that. It's the aftermath. There's lots of couples that go into their connection and it's just sex. Cool. You do that. That's not for me. I want real, I want real connection. I want real deep, powerful intimacy. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think kind of looking at it from that lens, it would be step one. Where where did that stop in the relationship if the intimacy has stopped? And how can you bring that back? Yeah. Can you go to your partner and say, I'd like to learn who you are now? We're always changing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like go on a date, take some time out. Go if you can't get out and you don't have the finances, tell your kids you're going to bed early on Wednesdays. Wednesday. Yeah. Go hump day it up. Go close the bedroom door and have some time together. It doesn't have to be intimacy. It can be snuggling, watching a movie. It could be reading a book together. It could be listening to a podcast together. It could be a conversation. It could be a massage. It could be what's the best part of your experience up to date? What are the things you're struggling with right now? It could be any of those things. Yeah. There's and so only many you ways can answer. It. Yeah. Sorry. It's only like you're the one that knows what it is for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so choose what works. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have a picnic on your bed, drink wine, Mm -hmm. you know, you can make it a romantic thing or the movie thing. What works Mm -hmm. for you guys rediscover each other. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh gosh, you haven't had sex in so long. It's like, Oh, you know, you get to rediscover each other again. Mm -hmm. There's this little gap between with the students that I've worked with in the past, there's this little gap between when sex, when sex stops and trying to bring it back into your life, Mm -hmm. there's this nervousness, this hesitation, this like, how do I, so don't go into it for sex right away. Go into it in the many faces of intimacy. Intimacy can be physical touch. It can be quality time. It can be conversation. Yeah. It can be visualization daydreaming. It could be talking about your inner child together. It could be reading a book together. It could be any of those things that bring you back into union. Yeah. It's really Snuggling together, watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And the intimacy is a natural human instinct. It will develop on its own. Yeah. It will come back. It will 100% come back. If you discover each other's love language and you discover how to initiate intimacy again throughout. Now, the question that you really want to be mindful of is in that gap of where it's fallen away, are you resentful? And that's a whole big topic, okay? So it's a whole big topic that can look like a lot of different things. I have worked with couples who are frustrated because their love language isn't being met. They're frustrated because they're fighting over money. They're frustrated and they're getting resentful over not being a priority. I think that's probably the number one. If you don't feel like a priority to your partner, you're not going to desire your partner. You're going to become resentful. So you need to figure out one, how to make yourself a priority to yourself. Like that's step one. It's a you thing. Step two, then teach your partner how that feels for you. You've got to do the work, right? You've got to do do the work. You've got to take care of your own needs. You've got to figure yourself out. You got to go from there. The other thing that I common see, see very commonly is a woman's insecurities getting in the way or a man's insecurities getting in the way. It is, it is equal. It looks very different. Yes. Looks very different. But when insecurities are blocking you from fully intimately expressing yourself, whether that is conversation or with your body, you are not experiencing the highest quality that you can. And so moving into looking at 
healing those insecurities. Yeah. Right. And that's going to be honestly, Karen, you're a divine alignment mentor now. So divine alignment is our program where we dive into what are those insecurities? Where are they hiding? How are they impacting you? And we help you heal those. Yeah. Right. So it is a dive. It is a dive into what is my perception of my past? What is my perception of love? What is my, the little girl or the little boy or the little they in you? So the younger version of you, you want to look at what did they be witness? What were they witness to in regards to physical affection, in regards to communication, in regards to problem solving, in regards to quality time and making your, your caregivers, making each other a priority. What is your definition based on that, that child's lens? looking at their caregivers going, what did they teach me? Yeah, exactly. That's going to, yeah, that's going to create your definition of how you move forward with your partner. You're going to repeat a cycle or you're going to go to the other end of the cycle, right? Yeah. Like my parents didn't communicate. My parents screamed and fought at each other. So I became an over communicator, which is also not great with your partner. Yeah. So it's like looking at what am I adding to what's going on within me, within my definitions, that's creating this outcome, that's morphing my behavior and morphing my freedom to fully, truly express myself with my partner. Yeah. When you figure out those things, which is a dive, that's diving into your inner child healing, that's diving into divine alignment with Karen. Yes. You navigate those, it changes. Yes. Now, do you think that would not create a problem, like an imbalance in the relationship if one person is doing the work and the other's not? Did it for you? <laughs> no. No, exactly. And uh, I threw that question in there because um, obviously I've I've gone through the divine alignment mm-hmm. program and it actually, um, my husband, who is super wonderful, he made the decision he wanted to do his own divine alignment, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't at me saying, geez, you really should do the mm-hmm. divine alignment. But I mean, he supported me a hundred percent in doing my own mm-hmm. and he saw how well I was doing. And he's like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to do it too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to feel that lightness because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have the baggage holding you down you know, and it's, that's a bad term to use, but you just feel lighter, Mm -hmm. you know, and self-awareness becomes so substantial going through divine alignment, your self-awareness becomes so substantial that you identify when you are being triggered, you identify your insecurities and you are quickly, easily, sustainably able to change it and go, Oh, that's not me anymore. This is the new me. Right. And that changes the whole dynamic. And then from a science point, like we all have an, an electromagnetic field around us. We have this big bubble around us, right? And it's an energy, it's a vibration. So when you go into that deep dive and you start to work on your insecurities and you start to heal yourself, that changes the energy in your bubble. When you are thinking about your partner, talking to your partner with your partner or physically intermingled with your partner, your energy and their energy are intermingling. Your bubble and their bubble are all like intermingling. They're meshing. Yeah. Yeah. And so through the process of that, your energy begins to shift them. And what I tell my clients all the time, and I know you do as well, when you go through this program, you are going to watch your partner do one of two things. They are going to step up and match you, which happens 98% of the time, or they're going to easily step out of the way so that you can receive someone else. 
Yeah. I see it all the time. And I don't want to say that to be like, oh my God, I don't want to lose my partner there. I can't do it. They will match you. Yeah. They will match you and they will begin their own journey through one example, obviously, two conversation, because you're going to be talking about it more so than anything, your energy changes their energy. Then they, that radiates into them and makes them go, oh, I really desire this for me. Yeah. And that creates amazing connection. I've yeah. been, before I handed over the the torch to you and Amanda and Sarah to take over divine alignment, I was working with couples across, like all over the place, right? And yeah. I always saw it. I see it. It happens. Yeah. So it's it's a you thing. You've got to take care of you. It will energetically shift the entire process. And then yeah. you can move back into reconnection. 100% you can move back into reconnection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% you can. Yeah, yeah. And then you can thrive together and it's amazing. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And, you know, as well as doing the divine alignment, I mean, it uh, affected my husband and and he wanted to get involved with the divine alignment. Um, I'm very close with my children, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they both, you know, uh, want the divine alignment and have done the divine alignment. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's so amazing for young people, like to see young people that are doing the dives and doing the work at right. a young age, mm-hmm. you know, like I am so proud of them. I know. I am so proud of them. I feel like they're my babies. as Well, I feel like the crazy aunt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I am part of your family. Um, and like they just the transformation and that whole transformation started with you. Like you took ownership. You were like, all right, I want to feel really great about all of my connections. And so you fine tuned, you finished your healing journey. Not that it's ever really finished, but you dove in and was like, I'm doing this for me. This is for me. You guys do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't care anymore. This is me first. I'm filling my bucket and your whole sphere, your whole world shifted your whole, even your social life shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like there was friends that we had that after I did the divine alignment, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to step away quietly, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but more friends have come Mm -hmm. into my life, like new friends, new relationships. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have to be honest that that was a fear. Like when I started the divine alignment, um, that, you know, you touched on it, you know, is my spouse going to stay with me or my partner? Um, and I think I reached the point where I was doing it for myself. And if my partner wasn't the one that was going to do it for me, then I would have mm-hmm. to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a high level of, um, it's a very evolved mindset. And so this might be a bit triggering for people. It's a very evolved mindset to say, I have no expectation on longevity. I only have expectation on quality. Right. And I've approached every single one of my mature relationships, especially the one I'm in now of, it doesn't matter the longevity. It matters about the quality. That's my focus. So I'm not going to approach conversation. I'm not going to approach sex. I'm not going to approach um, anything in the fear of losing you at all. I'm going to approach it in the most authentic, communicative, quality way that I can. And that has a ripple effect of creating everything to its highest level of quality. Everything gets better. Everything gets deeper. Everything gets more passionate. It gets more exciting. And the friendship is deeper. 
Yeah. Like you get to fuck your best friend. Like it's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Like it's amazing. It is amazing. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and you have to be able to, to say, you know, if, if my partner isn't doing it for me, mm-hmm. we need to walk away from each other, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but if the person means that much to you and there's no intimacy, then you'll still have your friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It really comes down to. Do you honor yourself enough to allow yourself to receive the highest, your reflection? Yeah. Because you're always receiving your reflection, always. So everything is, what am I bringing to the table? Yeah. And when you look at the fear of losing your partner, if you do the growth and they don't do the growth, then you are holding yourself on a hamster wheel of half-ass experience. Why? That's not why you're here. You're here to have the highest quality experience that you possibly can. Right. Yeah. So give yourself permission to have conversation with the person in front of you. And if it's not going anywhere, there's going to be your reflection offered to you, whether it's them or better. That's right. Them or better, them or better, them or better always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, you will feel lighter, you will feel better mm-hmm. about even if it's not that relationship, like if you have to move on to another relationship, it will be better. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. then I'm living proof of that. I have, I am divorced twice, actually. Um, I had to go through the shame of like, oh, what am there she is again? Like, what is she gonna like? This is her third husband. Rah, rah, rah. Like, what is she doing wrong? And I'm like, no, it's nothing to do with that. I just didn't love myself enough when I went into each relationship. And so I'm actually doing something right. Yeah. Every time I discover a deeper version of myself, I communicate it with my partner. If they want to match me, perfect. If they don't, bye. Again, I have no expectation on longevity. And not in a bitchy way in a, I'm here to be the best that I can be. And I cannot be my best if my partner is not matching me. Yeah. Right. So you can walk away. You have permission to walk away. It's just old society shames it. So don't look at it like that. You're going to look at it as, no, I'm actually doing something right because I'm loving myself more. Right. And allow yourself to receive the love that is you. Allow your reflection and love to be received to you. I'm not saying get in a relationship and don't do the work with the person because you all have to grow. And relationships, it's one person goes, then the next, then you go, then they go, then you go, then they go. And it's an endless, beautiful journey of supporting each other and lifting each other up. Yes. If you allow it to be that. Yeah. Right. So let's go back to um, the question being, is it possible to recover a relationship with no intimacy? I think we have like nailed that out. But is yeah. there any extra tips we want to share to support the actual intimacy part of bringing that back into the world, back into the relationship before we close up today? Um, I think that, I mean, there's a few things that come to mind for me. And how about staring in your partner's face and, you know, talking about 
the things that you love about that person and, you know, the things that you're attracted to or how you Mm -hmm. feel about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you reciprocate it back and forth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's not comfortable, set a a clock, you know, set Mm -hmm. it for a minute or five minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever would work in your situation. Um, I love that. Your goal with that is whether you're sitting and hands on chest and just staring into each other's eyes, or you're taking a minute each, taking a turn without the other speaking to share what you love and admire about them. The goal is allow, allow your partner to feel seen, heard, and valued by you. It's a game changer. So you can do it in that fashion. And I know you and your partner did. It was like, I remember that whole phase. It was beautiful. Oh my God, I loved it so much. My partner's like, do we have to? Like, (laughs) I'm like, look at my eyes. It's so much fun though. It can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we often have, you know, one partner is going to be listening to this podcast and being like, well, how do I approach that with my partner? Maybe their partner isn't there yet. Yeah. Isn't there yet. So What's something else we can do to initiate allowing their partner to arrive to the willingness to participate in something like that? I think you could ease yourself, like ease your partner into it. Um, talking about past good times, mm-hmm. um, bringing up why you got together in the first place. Reminding them. Yeah. Like bring it yeah. to life again. Yeah. One of the, again, whatever their love language is, right? So like, I I speak all love languages. So I, Corey, my partner has this like book series that he loves. And so when I, I bought him the book series and I spent 15 minutes writing itty bitty love letters on sticky notes and folding them into the books. So as he would go through the book, he would all like randomly find a love letter and the smile on his face. I know he's read his book because he comes downstairs with a sticky note being like, thanks, babe. Yeah. And like a genuine compliment. When was the last time that you caught your partner's attention and just said, I worship you, man. Like, I love you. Yeah. Right. Like, do you do those little things? Do you speak words of affirmation? Do you, my partner will melt if I'm just, if I just randomly send a text message being like, you're on my mind, handsome. Oh, like, I love text oh, messaging. Yes. Right? Yeah. So you can do that. You can, words of affirmation, physical touch, graze their back as you walk by. Yeah. Boys, if you're listening to this, you're not going to go for the nipples and you're not going to go for the clit right away. That's a huge no-no. Don't be invasive. Move the hair off their face, kiss their cheek, kiss their neck, rub their shoulder, rub across the small of their back. Something that doesn't denote to... I like buttons. We want to go into, I yeah. love you. We want to invoke that passion. We want to awaken yes. that love connection. So there's physical touch. There's holding hands on the couch. There's all those things. Quality time. Are you actually having quality time? Or are you both sitting on the couch watching a movie and playing on your phone? What's quality time, right? Right. Is yeah. it, do you want to just go for a drive together and get a, get an ice cream? Right. Do that. That's quality time go for a latte and ice cream. You can go on an actual date with no phone distractions. You yeah. can make dinner together, sit down and eat dinner together with your cell phones away and, and talk. 
you can. Yeah. So that's quality time. So you want to find a way if that's the love language. Acts of service. Um, putting away the laundry, putting away the towels, doing a quick yeah. cleanup. Corey knows that's my love language. That man, I will, if I run out to do something, I come home and he's like vacuumed and cleaned up the kitchen for me. Yeah. He makes my coffee. I love that. He like, he will, if he's not making my coffee, my coffee's in the Keurig with the new pod in there and the thick water things filled up. It takes him 10 seconds to do that. And it makes me feel so loved. Yeah. We can do these very simple things that are acts of service. If that's the love language. Yeah. Then we've got, so we've got words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, gifts. Gifts is a yeah. love language. Okay. This does not mean that someone's materialistic or superficial at all. It means you thought of them when you were out, which means, so if Corey goes out and he brings me back flowers from the grocery store and they're like $5.99 flowers. The other day he bought me this little like unicorn thing with like a flower in it. It was like $3, right? Blew oh. my mind because while he was out, he saw it and he was like, oh, she's on my yeah. mind. And I was like, oh my God, you love me so much that you thought about me while you were away from me. That's yeah. what gifts really is. It's not about the monetary value. No, exactly. It's about the thought, the thought you were thinking enough about me to pick up something that represented your thought of me. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. Yeah. What's the other love language? There's five. Yeah. yeah. So we've covered them. Okay. Yeah. So those are your love languages. Know which one you are. Know which one your partner is. Demonstrate it. And every time you receive it, acknowledge it. Train your partner that this makes you happy. Teach yeah. them. Teach them what makes you happy. That was my love language. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. And that's going to build a foundation of trusting each other that you're going to equally give and receive. Now, off the hop, you may not get exactly everything you want and you have to continue to teach. You have to continue to communicate. Yes. And things will blossom. Yeah. I mean, something I've heard from, from different people is, you know, they've, I've been with them for 10 years. They should know what I like. Mm. And it's like, mm -hmm. mm. well, I don't think they became psychic or a mind reader over 10 years. Right. Cool. Exactly. And, and sometimes you might like one thing and another day you like something different. Mm -hmm. We and, grow, we evolve. Also yeah. routine gets mundane. So maybe you're not even noticing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you have to be able to open up the conversation, mm -hmm. be able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't feel shy or, well, you could be shy, but still have mm -hmm. the conversation. Yeah. You know, for some people, I'll, I understand it is hard, you know, to have conversations where you're putting it out there, right? Mm -hmm. and Super uncomfortable. In the beginning. Yeah. 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 Right. But it gets, it gets easier and mm -hmm. it's just, it just opens your relationship up to be amazing. Mm -hmm. It takes one heartbeat of courage to create change. Yeah. So you can ask yourself, am I going to be brave enough to ask for my needs? And am I, am I going to be brave enough to say, I desire more quality time with you. Are you going to be brave enough to say, I desire a relationship to be deeper. Do you want to do this quiz with me and see what happens? Yeah. It just takes one moment of courage. That's it. And everything will change. Everything will change. There's one more thing I want to add to this before we run out of time today. 
and this is a big game changer. I teach this in, so I just taught the retreat expansion. Mm -hmm. And so that's level four of fully awakened and ascend. And in that, which is going to be available soon for a recording, but not, not yet it's coming. Um, I taught, I talked a lot about changing everything in front of you, everything, but I'm going to apply this simple technique to your partner, your intimate partner. Are you looking for their faults or are you looking for reasons to love them? What are you devoted to? Oh, they don't spend quality time with me. Oh, they don't clean up. Oh, they don't do this or they don't do that. The biggest game changer in my 45 years on this planet in intimacy and loving relationships was the choice to look at my partner as the king he is. When I looked for a hundred reasons to be like, that's my king, that's my king, that's my king. Every human is imperfect. You're going to, it's two humans coming together. You're going to annoy the hell out of each other and you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. But I am devoted to looking at that man as my king. I am devoted to that. Yes. And when something doesn't go in the alignment with that, I just communicate. I'm like, oh, I didn't really like that. Or that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I know you're my king and you want to make me feel great. So I just wanted to share this piece. So what are you devoted to? Are you devoted to everything they're doing wrong? Guarantee you 98% of our followers are. And you don't even know you're doing it. I guarantee you that you are just so focused on what they're doing wrong and the lack. And you are not focused on what they are doing right. Both men and women. So I want you to ask yourself and pay attention to what am I devoted to with my perception of my partner? Yes. And see if you can change it. Yeah. And, and the whole piece that you mentioned earlier in regards to intimacy being acts of service. Mm -hmm. If that's acts of service. Yeah. 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 Don't do that. No, (laughs) it's not, it's not a service. It's a connection. I owe you no favors whatsoever. (laughs) This is a connection. This is a two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. If you're plugging your woo-woo in my woo-woo, you're literally plugging in and I am an energy source. So you're fucking welcome. I am not doing it for favors. Yeah. Like awaken the beast and then it shall happen. (laughs) Right. And what, what's your analogy for penis and vagina? I didn't catch it. If you're I call it a woo, 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 but it's, oh. I literally, it's like, I call my vagina is my clam. So she's okay. my clam. She's chatty. She's, she's got her own little, you know, unique perception on things. And then I don't have a name for a dick. It's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a dick. It's a glorious piece of granite. Like it's a lovely thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I wasn't sure. I was like, woo woo and woo woo. Is that what I know? I was like, I didn't want to say like dick and vagina for some reason. I don't know why. Like, there we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. There's so many words for it. And I I use all of them. So I was afraid of like with the dyslexia, like the wrong word slipping out and using like one that would sound a little like, oh, I can't believe she said the P word or, you know, the. Yes. The other. So we'll just stick to dick and vagina or penis and vagina. Okay. Like, PG seems silly, but here we are. It's my clam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I joke about it like all the time. Yes. All the time. I'll say, I'll say to Corey all the time, I'm like, my clam is hungry. And he's like, <laughs> oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Super chatty. <laughs> it's super chatty. Like it's like, it's sniffing you out. Like what's going on here? 
And he's like, oh, okay. And it's like, it's just our <laughs> playful way. Like, it's not always like that, but that's our playful way, right? Like, yeah. have fun with it. It doesn't have to be so serious. No, exactly. No. Yeah, just exactly. play. It's totally fine. He's going to yeah. tell me if he hears this podcast, he's like, what the hell, Dime? <laughs> <laughs> well, he should feel honored. Yeah, like, I called <laughs> your dick granite. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, going back to our the questions that we had on our first podcast mm-hmm. um, covered one question. There was another one. I don't think we have time to delve into it today. We did a little bit because um, we talked about divine alignment. So it was what trauma is creating the insecurities that are being reflected into the partner, into self and partner. They're creating that disconnect, right? Yeah, we and, did that one. But the yeah. the question in regards to... um. What inner trauma is directly related to body shaming self Mm -hmm. or your partner? There is no specific. It's unique to the individual. It is 100% unique to the individual. If you don't love your body and you're turning the lights off and you're getting under the covers, one, I wish the opposite for you because it's so much better. But it's common. It's super common for women to want to hide. And it's super common for men to stress about did they last long enough did they satisfy their partner did she come did she do the like you know what I mean like there's it's a two-way street everybody's got their things right yeah but there's not one trauma point there's not one specific I can meet five men and five women who have had completely different trauma points and still be like oh my body isn't worthy I need to hide my body or whatever right So there's not a specific, it's unique to the individual. And I think that's where diving into your hidden subconscious and healing that is going to be important. So it's going to be like inner child work. That's going to be divine alignment program. It's going to be discovering through your journal. There's lots of tools out there. Yeah. Um, But what about the piece like of body shaming your partner? Like if someone's body shaming you or your body shaming your partner, um, that's, there's a, there's some work that needs to be done fucking no is what that is yeah no if you have your partner body shaming you no no absolutely do not right sign them up for divine alignment let me tear a strip off of them like holy man no absolutely not right not okay not okay yeah and there there's many reasons why people body shame others you know there's Mm -hmm social norms there's mm-hmm. um, I mean I think it's more um, psychological from people's own experiences people's own mm-hmm. insecurities mm-hmm. and I mean there's also the the people that do it in I don't want to say comedy but you know sarcasm mm-hmm. yeah it's a joke I actually have a client right now or I had a client recently, I don't take one-on-ones anymore, but here's the story of how it went. And this is a good prelude into what we should talk about next in my personal opinion. So this young lady was dating a man. They're young, they're under 30. And she is a normal body size, curvy, normal, not overweight, beautiful, totally fine, gorgeous. And he would make comments on, oh, I'd love to have like, you know, girls with their ribs showing like ribs kind of popping out a little bit 
or I have a infatuation with, you know, blondes or I have an infatuation with um, schoolgirl outfits or I have an infatuation with porn destroyed him, in my opinion. So working with her and being like, no, he loves me and we have great intimacy. But then he makes these comments of, oh, that waitress is super fat. Like that's that she's ugly. She's in the ugly category. And they would be the same body size, this client and that waitress. And so he would drop all of these things. And I mean, he was a little bit younger and stupid, but it is actually is like, there is assholes out there like that, that don't even know they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's a narcissist in the development, or I truly feel that porn pornography is ruining intimacy for anybody under the age of 30. Like, Oh, good luck, man. And it's so easy to obtain now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's just at fingertips, right? Yeah. And it's so delusional. It is plastic surgery. It is drop to your knees, take it on your face. Like gross. I'm only talking about like heterosexual porn, but like, no, 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 no. Like it's ruining. So I think that would be a really good conversation on how to navigate conversation with, because it's, I've dated people who are like borderline addicted to pornography. Yeah. And it doesn't make my life easy. That's for sure. Cause yeah. you want me to do what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. But so, yeah, I think that would be but, a great conversation to have at some point. For yes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the whole body shaming, if you're body shaming each other in your relationship, um, I mean, if you both joke about it and you think both of you think it's funny that you don't take it to heart, that's fine. But if you're body shaming each other and it's hurting your feelings or the other person's feelings, then there's some things you have to look at. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a saying that there's truth behind every joke? Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's okay. Um, And I don't know. Like it would be if those things were happening to really like put it really small and minute, it would be learning to set boundaries, learning to communicate how that makes you feel, learning to set boundaries in and around that, learning for it to be a hard no and being comfortable saying, no, you don't do that. And if the behavior doesn't change, it's a walk away. Yeah. It's a walk the fuck away. Do not allow yourself to be put down like that. That's disrespect. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you can, if you want to work on it, it would be learning boundaries. It would be learning to express boundaries and keep your boundaries. Yeah. And if it didn't change the behavior after that, then it's a very different conversation. You always have to look at with everything. I think this is a really good point that applies to our entire conversation. When you are looking to create any sort of change, whether that's building intimacy, whatever this be, you have to ask yourself, is the person in front of me willing? Yeah. Because they can be willing and they could be capable. If they are not capable, but they are willing, they will become capable 100% because they're willing to. If they are capable, but unwilling, there's no change is ever going to happen. Don't waste your energy. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And same thing with self. If you're not willing to create change, if you're not willing to move into newness, then stop bitching, stop complaining because it's a you thing. You have to become willing, like really, truly, you have to become willing. So that's a really valuable tool. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for spending time with me. I loved this conversation. I love uh, 
that you are launching your podcast very soon and that you are an up and running divine alignment mentor. I'm so honored to have you in my space as part of my world, as like to be part of your family and to share you with the world and our followers and to bring such amazing conversation that people are so afraid to have. So thanks for being here. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you as well. So, so exciting. All right. So for our followers, if you want any more information on Karen, you can go to diamondno.com, look under team, and you're going to see her bio. You're going to see divine alignment. You can reach out with your questions. You can comment on this podcast. You can email us at reach out at diamondno.com if you want to add questions to the queue of things that we will talk about for you. Awesome sauce. All right. Until next time, go look in the mirror and find a million reasons to say thank you. I love you. Talk soon. Bye.